Welcome back, everybody, to yet another episode of About to Review. I'm your host, that guy named John, and for the second week in a row, after gaining at least two more fans, two fans, I am joined by they're Tim Hall. Quickly. Yeah, it's yeah. like a zombie apocalypse. Before you know it, they're going to be everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> what type of zombies would your fans be? Would they be the fast? Slow ones? Oh, oh, fast, fast ones? Clearly, it's like the World War Z zombies. Yeah, and they eat fast too. <laughs> so does yeah, that just mean they get the hiccups yeah that does that gas when i eat fast yeah. yeah i imagine gas in a z pocket is bad oof i yeah. imagine i imagine it's like i think the one thing other than more assault that the walking dead is lacking in reality is people covering their faces because of the smell seriously because that is the thing it's like at That's some point dead. yeah at some point after the zombie apocalypse has been going on for a couple months right. it is gonna it's be gotta, rough. pretty rough out there yeah, it's good to be back, as always. Yeah. Uh, so, on today's episode, uh, we're going to talk about a couple different things. One of which being Westworld, because we are at about the halfway point of the 10-episode arc on HBO. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also going to talk about Black Mirror. Which season dropped, three. Season three, which dropped on Netflix recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're going to talk about a couple new trailers for some movies that may or may not be absolutely terrible. (laughs) So we will get to that eventually. So uh, right off the top of the bat, though, I do want to talk about something that is exciting. Uh, I recently launched a Patreon page. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Tim, ask me what a Patreon page is. What's a Patreon page? Wow, Tim, thanks for asking me what a Patreon (laughs) page is. So Patreon is is a crowdfunding site, Mm -hmm. um, but it is for artists, for creators, and just kind of a way to support an artist. Mm-hmm. So I'm on there. You can search for it um, at about to review. And I just have some various levels. If you want to support the show, keep the lights on. Uh, I do have an on air, an on air sign. Yeah. Uh, this tastes a lot of electricity, you know, yeah. a lot. So if you want to give a dollar and literally keep the lights on in the studio, uh, you can do that. So there are a couple different levels. Check it out when you get a minute. Uh, so patreon.com and then search for about to review. Mm-hmm. I will put the uh, actual hyperlink in the show description down below. Okay. So check that out. Yeah. And also, if I can add, mm-hmm. some people see some things that they'd like to see on your Patreon to let you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah and so like a um, torque video or <laughs> oh like <boy. laughs> not so much. A vial of blood, anything like that. That will be $5,000. Maybe like a beard. Like I shave my beard and I give you a bag of beard hair. <laughs> people, listen, I'm not into it. I'm just saying right. people might be into it. That is true. Right now, the levels that I have are very reasonable. <laughs> so if there is a, you know, uh, one of my favorite Patreon pages, uh, the Weekly Planet mm-hmm. podcast. Um, those guys are amazing. Australian comic book podcast. Right. So one of their tiers is $82 million. Oh, so, you know, if anybody wants to get creative and give me $82 million... I'll check my balance. I, I will accept that. Yeah. So, but yeah, so there are various levels on there. Uh, you get access to a Google Drive folder that has some bonus content, all of the episodes, some unaired episodes also. So, check it out. That was my little plug for Patreon.com. So, on to the episode. What are we talking about today? So, first Let's go. is Westworld. Westworld. 
So the original movie came out in 1973. Tim, tell us about this movie. Wait, we're not talking about the movie, though, are we? We're talking about the show. We'll talk about the show first, because without the... Or, sorry, movie first. Okay. Without the movie, we would so not have this show. show. The movie's just about uh, this vacation spot for really rich rich people. The movie's like, what, 1973? Mm-hmm. Uh, Yule Brennan. Um, Yule Brenner. Brenner. <laughs> Brennan, Yul Brenner, Brennan, Richard Benjamin, James yeah. Brolin. James Th- Brolin. Those are kind of the the big names. There are a bunch of other people that our generation yeah. has no idea who and these people cool. are. It's cool. It's got that cool '70s technology, really big computers, <laughs> right? But, but there's three fantasy worlds: it's Westworld, Rome World, and medieval, medieval world. world. Mm-hmm. And the group we follow goes to Westworld, mm-hmm. and um, the robots are there and they're to, to provide entertainment. Um, people get to live out all their debauchery and mm-hmm. fantasies they can, mostly murdering people and having sex with people, apparently. Pretty much. That's all we wanted to do. Um, and then the robots go back. I don't even remember. How do they go? So that is I kinda, <laughs> that is the interesting thing. One of the things about the movie in mm-hmm. 1973, this is a movie that does not really explain anything. No, it doesn't. When the robots go bad, that is it. And you see like this weird board of directors type of scene. There are a couple of them throughout the movie where they're like, it's almost spreading from one area oh, to yeah, another. It's going to spread to like Rome world. Right. And, this yeah. is before the, chaos. Right. This is, this is before the term computer virus yeah. ever existed. Right. And so to hear, like it is kind of a trip to watch this movie yeah. and be like, do they not have like, you know, malware? Yeah. Right. Like basically it's totally like, 70s. Yeah. So these giant computers, the whole park probably runs on like five megabytes right. of computer space but you have these giant rooms right. with computers so yeah they never really explain what happened yeah. so then the robots just start murdering people mm-hmm. mostly the gunslinger played by your brother um just murdering people and so mm-hmm. he's chasing ah, what well, who's is it who's the main character it's so the two main guys two main guys are james brolin James-Brolin. and richard benjamin who play john and peter john is james brolin peter is richard benjamin right which from the jump, you have like the totally suave James Brolin who has been there before right. and just knows everything. And then you have like the weird guy who's awkward, uh, like, I gotta murder people. Super yeah. awkward, recently divorced, like, yeah. has a weird backstory. And so from the beginning, you're like, all right, that guy is not gonna yeah. make it. Like, of course, the suave guy, sure, he is gonna make it. Yeah. Spoiler alert, because this movie came out in 1973. murdered. Yeah. James Brolin. He's like, oh, he shot me. And he was like, wait. How? And first of all, he was shot in the chest. Yeah. In one scene, facing off against Yul Brenner. He, like, he was like, oh, this is weird. He, he shot me. And it was like, you were shot in the chest. Yeah. Like, how are you still yeah, he's alive? still standing up. And then, of course, he gets shot one more time. And he's down. And he's dead. And I liked that his buddy just took off running, <laughs> which is a, which is which was like real. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, he took off running. Mm-mm. So that's the movie. It goes haywire and it ends up spreading to like Rome world and, and mm-hmm. the medieval world. And people everybody just, gets getting killed. stabbed. I was like, what is this? Like they, they cut to Rome world real quick and people are just getting slaughtered. Yeah. <laughs> like, and you're not like, sure. Is part of Rome world? They're, right. And yeah. you're not sure if this is the robots or the human. Like, yeah. who is killing whom? You have no idea. People just getting but chased down and Nobody survives. Yeah. And then there's that big showdown in the hallway. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's really cheesy. Watch it. Super, super cheesy. But yeah. it begs the question. So this is a classic movie without cool. question. This is a classic sci-fi movie. Mm-hmm. But here's my question to you, Tim, because yeah. you and I both grew up on sci-fi, love sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Is this a sci-fi movie that you would recommend because of its classic stature? Or is it an actually an actual good movie? 
Um, because it really is one of the first movies to set up like what do we know about artificial intelligence and what are the things they'll be able to do? Okay. Like, what what why what makes something alive? Mm-hmm. Why we 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 saw it. We see it all the time. We saw mm-hmm. it with Ex Machina, right? Um, the like, Turing test, yeah, all of all that. Um, so it's one of the f- for that reason alone. It's okay. one of the first movies to really sort of grapple with that. It was really clunky and cheesy because the seventies, but it was really the first like, yeah, these things. You know, every, like not to go back to Doctor Strange, but like, <laughs> right? Everything has a cost, right? Mm-hmm. So you don't just get to just play God mm-hmm. and expect everything to go smooth. Like things don't go smooth for those people. There's yeah. rich people doing what they want. It's all it's stuff I read about, like the people trying to go to Mars. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> leave leave Mars alone. Leave it alone. It is going to be awesome. I want to go. I want to go real bad. I want to go in like the, you know the third wave. You wear a one way ticket though. It's not the, like oh yeah. Which is the way I said, how, how do we know you land safely? How do we know? They they will know. I guess they're, they're, I trust Elon Musk. Yeah, trust in Musk yeah. is what yeah, I say. And the Tesla and then. Hashtag ain't no that. Tesla, ain't no Tesla's on Mars. I'm going to hashtag that. Trust in Musk. And I'm going to tweet that at him. Do that. Um, so with Westworld. So. Uh, because it, it does kind of struggle with that classic, uh, I guess, stature. But at the same time, it kind of proves not all classics are good movies. Oh, no. Most of them aren't good movies. It really, it really depends. Like 2001 A Space Odyssey is a beautiful film. But I can only recommend it to a certain group of people mm-hmm. who won't be asleep when bored it starts. out of their minds yeah i saw that when i was a kid yeah um on like probably tbs or it's tnt something you can definitely watch in sections at film school yeah but something like jaws holds up right and so with this movie with right. westworld 1973 it is a classic but i just recently re-watched it to kind of remind myself it is a rough movie yeah it's a rough it's a rough watch <laughs> um but still a classic mm-hmm. so and they did come out with Essentially, two sequels. They came out with Future World, yeah, in 1976, which Tim and I watched we the trailer watched for. The trailer, wow! <laughs> it looks it's, it's, it's every sequel. Like we got to go to space, you guys. Yeah. That's the only way to do it. And for whatever reason, Yul Brenner's Gunslinger He's is still around. Back? They brought him back in the future, like in <laughs> like, space. They like, brought him back like some retro Jordans. They're like, yeah, I'm just gonna bring you back. Just, just fine, just because. Yeah. Bring uh, back. And then in the 80s, actually, I think 1980, they had a TV show. A short-lived TV show that went like six episodes that I think was like Return to Westworld or something mm-hmm. like that. So they they really tried to make this a thing. And this was this original was written by Michael Crichton, who everybody knows from Jurassic Park. At least everybody in our generation knows from Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park is kind of like Westworld. That is the thing. Why? Here's a question. Another question for you. Why does Michael Crichton hate theme parks? Why do all of his ideas for theme parks end up being terrible? I think terrible? it's a deeper thing of like, our, our entertainment is going to destroy us. Ooh, look at Tim digging deep on that one. It's okay. going to destroy us. Hmm. If we just keep, the deeper we get, the more it's destructive. I think that's what he's trying to tell us. Because he does not, like, he, he loves the idea of a theme park, mm-hmm. of some megalomaniacal, blah, 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 mm-hmm. uh, of person creating a theme park, but it never turns out And people out trying well. to play God. Yeah. You don't get to play God. You don't get to do that. Yeah. What I thought was funny is in Westworld 1973, they talk about, this is what we're spending $1,000 a day for. <laughs> $1,000 a day. And like in current money, yeah, that is something like $5,000. So like that is, a, that is a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. At the same time, we found out in the new show, it is $40,000 a day. 40 racks. So, and who knows when this 
new TV show takes place. We're not a quite sure. Distant future. I'm Dis- yeah, distant future. Yeah. But 40000 a day. Whew. Right. Inflation got a little crazy there from $1,000 a day. Know, right. So that Obama, was. Obama. Blame him. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, or, Obama's Westworld. Right. Uh, so that was kind of the original movie, right. 1973. Now we have this new show. It's on, an HBO show. On HBO, which already. I mean, HBO, they know what they're doing. Yeah. They know exactly they what they're doing. They did a really doing. good job of like trying to fill in the gaps before Game of Thrones comes back. Like, <laughs> how, do we, <laughs> how do we feel on filling these non-Game mm-hmm. of Thrones Sundays before they return? And yeah, how do we get people to not cancel their subscription? Yeah. <laughs> right. Which, granted, you can now get for fi- uh, finally, I don't forget how much it is, I think mm-hmm. for like 10 bucks, you can just get HBO, like mm-hmm. an app on your iPad or whatever smart device. Mm-hmm. That was a brilliant move. Yeah, we're going we're to see more of that. Oh, yeah, because cable companies, they're scared. Everybody's cutting cords. They're really it's worried. Not, not, I'm not getting to my whole live sporting rant. It's live sports. That's it. Yep. That is the main reason I saw cable is, is sports. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah. So, with Westworld, the new TV show <clears throat> takes, the, takes the exact same premise mm-hmm. of just Westworld. We have not seen... Roman world or medieval world in the mm-hmm. TV show yet. So they you just... think they're coming? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I think so. There is no way. How many cowboy or how many Western TV shows got big and stayed? Okay. I can name Longmire. Uh, but it's not really about the cowboy stuff. Nope. Uh, there was... No, no, I mean like Westworld's not. Oh, Westworld, yeah. It's kind like, of not. But that it's time kind of period, like that type of thing. So, yes... It is still a plot device. Like, yes, a lot of this takes place in the quote-unquote modern day. Um, Whatever future, near future that is. I have a question for you. Yes. Is it on Earth? Okay. So, (laughs) this has been a theory that has been kind of bounced around. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yes. I believe. I I don't think it is. I believe it is. What would it be? Think about it. Okay. Have you been to the... Because mid- there's that scene where Jeffrey Wright's character, mm-hmm. who I'm pretty sure is a robot, mm-hmm. is saying um, he's had a hard time getting a signal. And, and, and people come there in shifts. Like, people aren't, like... like people are staying there. Mm-hmm. So, wh- why, where would you... Like, why okay. would people be Have you been home? to Wyoming? No. Okay. Go to Wyoming and you will realize <laughs> there are thousands of acres where nothing is happening. Okay. Right. So, so you think it's on Earth? As huh? someone who has spent some time... Is it kind of, we know it or has something happened on Earth? That is, the, that is the interesting thing. Is this very well could be a dystopian future or this could just be a regular future where this is just a theme park. That's the thing it people really go to. kind of... They could go either way and like you and I have talked about before, I like that they're not spoon-feeding you. I like that they're not doing the pan-out of Westworld of what is actually going on in the rest of the world. They will at some point. They will. But there is no rush. To me, mm-hmm. there's no rush. So yes, I think they're on Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, because I have been to places where there there are no signals. Mm-hmm. Uh, hell, even West Virginia. Yeah. When I would go back there to visit some family, it was the only place where I literally had to walk a mile mm-hmm. to get to the internet. Okay. I would leave my grandma's house. Story going to tell your kids. I had to walk a mile. Seriously. To and it, it was, was up, it was uphill both ways. Yeah. No lie. What well, was West Virginia? Everything is hills. But yeah, I would walk from a, from a grandparent's house to a college and then back. It yeah, literally walking a mile to the internet. So 
them talking about not getting a chat signal. worth it. My what? Hope your internet chatting was worth oh, it's worth that mile. <laughs> right. It was all research. I'd go there and be uh, in the library. That Ugh. sounds like fun. Yeah, nerd. Um so but yeah, so talking about getting a signal, talking mm-hmm. about this and that. Whatever world, So you think they're just somewhere isolated with where, where yes. okay. I do think there is some sort of containment field. Because again, think about this. If you go to CERN, you know, where they're smashing particles together. Mm-hmm. They have some protection around that, mm-hmm. you know, for various Wi-Fi signals, so no one can just kind of tap in. So the fact that in this, they have to combat combat that, mm-hmm. and one of the characters starts to kind of find out something, and was like, "This mm-hmm. is transmitting somewhere else." I think that is fascinating to me because I think that, wh- yeah, who are they transmitting to? Who is intercepting the I signal? I listened to a podcast and they were talking about like how like Westworld is just uh, a treasure chest for blackmail material for people. Oh, yeah. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Everything is recorded. So, there'd be something people would want to have access to. That said, though, okay, think of it like, because first of all, in both the original movie in the Future World trailer that we saw, right. Tim and I have not seen that movie. Yeah. Cool. I need to, oh, it's, I'm, it's on my list yeah. to watch. Well, we will. Movie. Yeah. Why is it, do you think, in both that series, in the 70s, and now, mm-hmm. people just want to go there to hook up. They just want to go and smash. There are places that it is legal. Why are you spending $40,000 a day to go and do that? You know, I think when people, I think it's human nature at times when we're around stuff that doesn't, we feel like no one's watching. Like, what are you doing when no one's watching? Right? I guess people do the like, worst of the worst, and it's people they feel like no one's watching. But how so, popular Westworld is, if we take, if we are in this future world, this is a ridiculous NDA people have to sign. Exactly, then, that is what I was going to say. Okay, then all right. Cool. Because if if it is the place, like, it's, like, it's, it's, like, it's like why do people spend so much money going to a brothel mm-hmm. or going to the Bunny Ranch when right. you could just go to a club and meet somebody? Because I get to choose. I get to show up. Mm-hmm. I can be like, I want that one. She fits my need. Mm-hmm. And we can do whatever's on the menu. Yeah. And I walk away and... Or countries. Yeah. Amsterdam. Uh, yeah. you know, things like that. So, so I think it's that. Like, the black male, culture now. Yeah, the blackmail material angle is interesting. Right. But at the same time, like that would be like... some Take any political figure mm-hmm. and be like, oh, they went to Amsterdam and did this and this. Right. Okay. It is legal there. Who cares? No, you're right. So in Westworld, if someone mm-hmm. does shoot a bunch of people, sleep with a bunch of people, who cares? So from a black blackmail angle, mm-hmm. I like it. I'm just trying to think of how would you use that against somebody if this is a, a no-holds-bar type of situation. LeBron James is a huge figure, right? Okay. So LeBron goes to Amsterdam and like mm-hmm. blows through 100 prostitutes. <laughs> okay. it's, it's news. Yeah. Even though it's legal there, it's news because it's LeBron James. Okay. I think that's what you're dealing with. Because the people who can pay money for Westworld clearly are people with means. Yeah. And maybe they don't want that on their Facebook scroll, like mm-hmm. hooked up with plenty of robots. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, is, question for you, mm-hmm. is sex with a robot cheating? Let's say you're in a long-term committed relationship. So, is sex with a robot cheating... No, you, you you and your significant other, you guys love each other. You have you have trust, and and you tell her, "Hey, Tim's got a bachelor party. <laughs> it's in Westworld, right? It's mm-hmm. popping, right?" Um, uh, I still is, say no. I say no because it's not cheating. Think about it. It is an artificial thing, right? So same. I mean, 
the the toy industry is gigantic. Right now, like real dolls are probably the closest analog we have to these things that they have in Westworld. Yeah. A real doll is like six racks. Like it is crazy expensive. It's ridiculous. But it is still a toy. You know, to steal something. Uh, so, so you think these things as toys and not people. Absolutely. Because they are artificially created. They are, I mean, in this show, hmm. Cause, I think, cause, I think cause I have to differentiate. They seem so human. Yeah. And like, I, I, I could see if, if you had some inflatable blow up doll, you could say we engage in some whatever activity right. and it was just a doll. But they're giving these things so much personality and, and, and warmth and they can comfort and so you you start to sort of give some of those emotions away, and I think that's where it gets the cheating angle gets blurry because you're not just like hooked mm-hmm. up to some. But like, think about it, every pleasure so machine—it's a person. <laughs> As we have seen in the show, though, right. all of the androids—I mm-hmm. guess we'll call them—because they're not robots. No, the host, the host, their memory gets wiped every time. Right. So going back to your comfort angle and you get to know this person, that person does not get to know you. No. Every time you go there, For the they have moment, no idea. It's like being in a strip club where they, you're the funniest guy there and you're so sweet. And, right? I think she really likes yeah, me. It's man, like, no, <laughs> she does not. Like, hey man, you know, she's, she's right. making a pair for She was at work. Right. Yeah. But it, it reminds me of, you know, between Jimmy and his friend mm-hmm. where Jimmy's kind of like conscious of how, uh, what's her name? Claire? Right. Is feeling. Yep. Constantly, and his buddy's mm-hmm. like, "Uh, that's a robot. I don't, I don't blow her brains out. I don't care. Like, it, this is a toy. Yeah. He, he's looking at it more of like these are people with emotions, and yep. we, because they're they're giving off. I mean, if we're talking about uh, how our, our our senses, our five senses tell us what's real and what's not. Mm-hmm. So everything in these in these hosts is telling us that they're real, even if they're not." Yeah. So it's pro- it's probably very hard to differentiate. That's why people get scared. That's why people are falling in love. That's but why I people... think that back to that specific question: Is uh, it cheating? Is it cheating? If you kill someone in Westworld, is it murder? No. If not, then I think it would go for the same thing because that that person is not real, right? Is the host dead? No, because it comes back the murder. next day. Then it's not murder. Hmm. Then it's not murder. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Um, these are questions question that, that are not answered in the show, by the way. <laughs> I have another question for you. Yeah. Is this thing happening on two separate timelines? Are we watching two timelines? Now, that is one of the more interesting, not conspiracy theories, but just theories that people have about the show. Part of me thinks yes. Okay. And the main reason is when you look at, and that this is, again, kind of tough, depends on how you build this world. All uh, right. When you look at Ed Harris, the man in black, and you look at Anthony Hopkins, mm-hmm. they, and you know, we just passed the halfway mark, so mm-hmm. we'll not spoil specific things, mm-hmm. but definitely go and check it out if you have HBO. If not, yeah. wait, you can download you it. Can, HBO. Right. There's a scene where the two of them are sitting down together. Okay. They look pretty similar. But I don't think that's him. I do not either, but I think that, that could be a way if they wanted to go that direction. But how would you put that? Like, how, how how could Hopkins' character be the man in black? Because he's it, trying to prevent him from doing something in the last maybe, episode. Or is it all part of the game? Because who are you playing for? Who are you playing it up to? There's no other humans around during that conversation. So who, like, then, then, then you're talking about a show that plays for the audience, and the show hasn't done that. So far. 
Yeah, which which I like. Which would be, which would be weird to be like, okay, for this really specific piece. I'm not saying theory's wrong. I'm saying it would mm-hmm. be really weird of the show to say for the very specific important piece. All these scenes between the two of them is playing for the audience and not for everybody. Because I hate when movies do that. Mm-hmm. I hate it. It's like, okay, if, if you're really the bad guy, why were you doing this when no one else was around? But at the same time, the bad guy's motivations, the man in black, yeah. the Yul Brenner gunslinger yeah. of this world, we still have no idea what he's okay. doing because he, he wants to find out more, okay. but, so, but why? Here's the theory. A okay. theory there's a theory that he is Jimmy. That that's, those are timelines we're watching. We're watching Jimmy and his friend who hmm. talk about like how Westworld is hemorrhaging money and how they're in some investment group and how he's got a new job and he briefly mentions him wearing a black suit and then also watching the man in black who seems to if, wait if, but Jimmy oh Jimmy's okay. the one who, who who's like head over heels for some robot right right but so whatever happens to him turns him into the man in black he he has this arch he's gonna say he's been coming to the park for 30, 30 years, years. Mm-hmm. from the beginning from the beginning so he's got some strange because because in jimmy's timeline the young guy mm-hmm. they never get a sense of, of how long this has been around you never get a sense that it's been around long and all the people that we see i think we're able to pull it off because the people that we see that we assume are quote-unquote human aren't mm-hmm. and that's why they look the same that's why they're not aging these people engage in the jimmy timeline and all the stuff we see the behind the scenes world stuff is all happening in the new timeline with the man in black. Okay. Hmm. So that's the theory I heard. And I think, so then with that fits. So do you think then if we go with that, if we go along that, if we go down that rabbit hole, go down this rabbit hole, then you have the, the past, I guess we will call it. Right. Um, at some point, if they meet, Mm. Dolores is going to be the thing that connects them to Dolores, right? Yeah, because if, if Arnold shows up, then it would be a dead giveaway. Yeah. Um, if Anthony Hopkins... Even when we meet... Uh, what's his face? The guy who they just drained his blood. Mm-hmm. Yep. La- uh, Laszlo or... Yeah. yeah. So when we see him again with young Jimmy in the quote-unquote past timeline, mm-hmm. um, he's he's different. Hmm. Not totally different, but like right. not the same guy. So clearly, like he can't be in this old town they're in and also still be strung up by a tree. Ooh! So back, remember uh, last episode we were talking about Trevante Rhodes, yeah, from Moonlight. Yeah, we see him for a hot second. Yeah, in one of the episodes, which would have been in the past, would that be Jeffrey Wright? Possibly. No, no. I think Jeffrey Wright's a robot. I think he's. I think he's a host. Hmm. I think he's a hundred percent robot right interesting I think he's a host I think a lot of other people were saying that we assume are human aren't I could see that I think about it think, think about how evil like the Whalen Corporation was in, in Aliens right right when there's like look man how many androids can we put out here that, that's less harm to these humans because we're sending them on these dangerous missions and sometimes they don't they didn't inform the crew that these people were androids they just mm-hmm. popped them in and they found out oh you're not human I think Westworld was doing the same thing where they're like we're just going to place these people in here. They're, they're programmed to do a job mm-hmm. and to emote and do these other things. And how are you going to know they're not human? How would you hmm. know? What generation would he be? Because I, like I like that they, they antiquate themselves. Right. So in a couple of times, you see Anthony Hopkins talking to uh, you know, one of the original robots. And you, you hear like all the clockwork yeah. stuff as he's lifting a glass. And that is really cool because that... 
reminds you of the 1973 movie. Yeah. But you I, know, think, so, I think, you know, Jess mentioned this on, on the Chrono podcast. I think mm-hmm. it's really like them trying to put iOS 10 on an old iPod. Right. And there's going to be hiccups. And this hiccup is spreading through Westworld. And these people are starting to have memories. And they're starting to have all these other things that happen to them. They're starting to be defective um, because they can't take these new updates. But I also think someone purposefully put something code, some oh, code ab- in there. Oh, absolutely. No, um, someone, for someone some is intentionally... Yeah, someone yeah. intentionally screwing with Westworld for whatever reason, whatever mm-hmm. game. I don't think it's monetary. I think they're just are like obsessed with, you know, mm. this God idea. It's just the Crichton idea, right? Yeah. Men get to play God. Even Hopkins acts like he's God. He does. He's stopping stuff and moving stuff and like... Which, his control over the world yeah. in, in, does not make any sense whatsoever. It is awesome, but it does not make any sense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know, you know, the, the, the beauty of, of shows like this Westworld, I mean, they Westworld, um, Mr. Robot, um, true detective. I mean, they mm-hmm. just become Reddit porn for people. Yeah. Like they come out and it's just like all these, all these dives you do afterwards trying to figure out what's what, who's who, what did I miss? Uh, what are some hidden Easter eggs? I didn't see mm-hmm. what are references. There's YouTube videos. There's like a million Westworld podcasts. Uh, it becomes part of the show. It's like this sort of extension of the show. So, and I like that it gives because now, you know, back when 1973, like imagine that was around when Lost was out. Like it would be insane. Which it kind of was. It kind of was. But Lost I mean, like, was. I remember. Just, I remember they had magazines. Yeah. About it, like, I mean, the like, whole like, like the internet the way it is today. Yeah. Like, well, think about it. We have a show called The Talking Dead, a one-hour-long program yeah. that for an hour talks about the one-hour-long show. That just preceded it, yeah, like, but it's interesting. What? I mean, but yeah, I mean, they end up giving um, some interesting insight on the characters and stuff that we just mm-hmm. watched and where the characters are at. Uh, but yeah, but that exists now. But I think that that becomes part of the show. The, the Talking Dead is much as a part of the Walking Dead uh, than Fear the Walking Dead is. Yeah, you know what I mean. Which is um, so crazy. Yeah, but it it's because people need to like okay, like because these shows get to be really smart mm-hmm. and really heady. You need someone to say okay, let's unpack everything we just saw. Um, let's watch it. You know, sometimes you watch an episode twice. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's those aha moments. We were talking before about like where discussions go, where, and I was talking about like online. Like mm-hmm. I remember watching Mr. Robot <clears throat> when I watch it live, if I don't have a screening or anything, part of my engagement is people on Twitter. Yep. Who hashtag Mr. Robot or Dad Bot, and we watch it. Same with, same with, I'll do it tonight with The Walking Dead. That's mm-hmm. part of the experience is, is people getting these jokes off about Negan. Like, mm-hmm. during commercial break, it's fun, it's hilarious, and it's funny, and it's, it's thoughtful, and people have interesting ideas, and, mm-hmm. and it is interactive in a way that it has never been before. It's 100% interactive. And yeah. that's where we're at. Like, Westworld is this interactive show, and I think the creators are very aware that that's where we're headed with television, and they, it they forces them to step up. Speaking of interactive, mm-hmm. I sent a tweet to uh, Miss Tessa Thompson. Hmm. I said, uh, what's up? You haven't shown about Westworld yet. It was a nice little meme of uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin looking at his watch. Wow. She told me Ooh, uh-oh. to keep my shirt on that she's coming. Hmm. Did she tell you to keep your shirt on because of no, all the pictures I you have sent to her with your shirt no, off? Mostly. Like okay. Steve Harvey, my oiled up. <laughs> right. uh, I can be your Creed girl. <laughs> no, uh, it's, um, but again, that's part of the interaction. Yeah. It was like, that is huge. I sent her just, I'm, I'm nobody, right? I sent her a tweet. It's just like, Hey, you're not on the show yet. 
was, I, you are, you've been credited since the beginning yeah of being on the show and she's gonna show up so we haven't seen her yet we don't know what her role is mm-hmm. we don't know what she's doing mm. uh, she's coming so that, that fascinating was, yeah so yeah that, but uh, that level of show. interactivity is amazing like we used to have to wait for a DVD commentary track oh, to hear some insights and now the creator the writer We'll do live tweets. Oh, during Twitter an question episode. and answer. Like, Let's talk amazing. about it. Let's talk about what you saw. Um, which is again, it's, it becomes part of that interaction and part of the show engagement. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was that guy from Exorcist? The Exorcist show. Just completely. Oof, I never like, watched it. Poo-hooed hashtagging during shows. What? Of course, his show's not going to be around much longer. No. But like, I can see it's a very dinosaur. Speaking of Michael Crichton, mm-hmm. it's a really Jurassic way of looking at it. Like people watch shows, we get people who are professional who review them, and then mm-hmm. that's that. But no, people are having discussions about Westworld throughout the week because everyone's not necessarily watching it Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Um, Those water cooler conversations are now online. Oh, so they're they're online as the show is happening. Like I was talking right. to my friend Maya last night, we were talking about how award shows have really benefited from it. Mm-hmm. Like I remember when Miguel dropped that leg drop on that girl. Oh yeah. Right. So okay. So here, here's Incredible. the situation where this people are live tweeting this award show. I mm-hmm. forgot it was American Music Awards or whatever. Something like that. He tried to jump across stage, <laughs> lay dropped this girl, right? Uh, and as it's happening, people are memeing it and then mm-hmm. making gifts and then making videos. As the sh- the show hasn't even finished yet, and you've got people adding commentary to it. You got people adding res- Jim Ross's WWE commentary. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that didn't exist five years ago. No. But that is part of the engagement. Most people will tune in for the Grammys and the Oscars just to be like, red carpet, cool, but now let me hit these Twitter streets and see what people are talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, if you mess up, that people are clipping that, and it's it's a wrap for you. You're going to be an internet meme whether you want to or not. That mm-hmm. was John Travolta when he messed up. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but that's that's part of the game, and that's part of Westworld. If Westworld has a huge cliffhanger tonight, mm-hmm. that's going to be the conversation. Mm-hmm. all week online not necessarily necessarily at the water cooler at work was going to be the conversation for people on twitter and facebook and polls and podcast and it's going to be all that and that's the beauty of a show like westworld it gets people talking not only gets people talking because every show good or bad yeah hopefully somebody is talking okay. like but when they dive deep yeah and this is the first show to me at least you mentioned lost earlier yeah when Lost was on the air, mm-hmm. and I, ugh, I was deep into that. I, you know, I, I came into Lost late. Ugh. I came in late. I, you know, I was a big Wire fan, and okay, I would always the way I talked about the Wire to the people who hadn't seen it, like, man, you got to watch the Wire. Mm-hmm. One of my one of my uh, old coworkers, Tom, was like, you got to watch Lost. I was like, what about this? <laughs> I love sci-fi, but the one about the ship, uh, right. the people were just insane about. Mm, I'll get to it. I came to work the next day, and he had seasons one and two on DVD, and mm-hmm. I like, I blew through them that weekend. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm into it. And then it went downhill from there. But you know, when you're watching it, when you're binging it, it doesn't it doesn't have that feeling. But when I finally watched the last season live, I, I got I got what people were saying, but I never experienced any of it. Mm-hmm. It's the same with when people say, oh, season two of The Wire, this and that. When you're binging The Wire, right. you don't, it misses all. You don't get the the week of people complaining, people being, you know what I didn't like? I didn't like the fact that they time traveled. You know what I didn't like? I didn't like that Bigfoot statue. What did that mean? Even mm-hmm. though it really creeped me out. Um, yeah. And never explained. Never just explained. like yeah, right. all but the lost. But not since then. They never explained why Walt was important. Yeah. Or I'm not even going to go but, down yeah, that rabbit hole. But I'm saying, but like, 
But not since All that show. All of it seems futile when you're flying through a show. Mm-hmm. With this show, seeing the Twitter conversation, seeing the Reddit mm-hmm. conversations reminds me of Lost in that way because people are just... Yeah, yeah they're, they're coming up with all of these theories. Who knows if they're right yeah. or wrong? But the fact that a show engages you that mm-hmm. much where people are writing all of this multiple-page documentation about what could it be is fantastic. And, and it's beautiful to see in a time where people say, you know, we lack attention span, mm-hmm. uh, we only like short, short, short stuff, short clips, YouTube clips, Vine clips, um, that people aren't as engaged, that people don't yep. enjoy entertainment, that people don't enjoy smart entertainment, that this is uh, another reminder that pe- people do, if it's mm-hmm. good, like it has to be good content, yep. it can't be crappy content and expect people to like to flip over and go see it and, and love it. Like it's, it's good acting, it's, a, it's an interesting enough storyline um, it's engaging. There's just enough mystery to it where you're like, ah, I gotta see where this goes. Where it gets you thinking after the episode. Right. So, yeah, I like that. And the cast is great. Uh, maybe Tessa Thompson is like a young version of Tandy Newton? No, that would not make she's sense. She's a robot. Because she's a robot. She's that would, that would not. She'd have to be something completely new. Um, but yeah, Jeffrey Wright. tell Tandy Newton, like, you're gonna be new like 70% of the time. Is she, though? Because I... I think that is a body double for a lot of it. If you notice a lot body, of her actually. stuff. <laughs> That's how I get paid, you guys. If, if you notice a lot of her nude scenes mm-hmm. are from neck the neck up. Yeah. So, or when you see it, it's at so a close distance. So neck up and then the, the, like, the, on the table, it's like, oh, that's her body, but yeah. we don't really see it. So, and if that is her choice, cool, go for it, whatever. Mm-hmm. Tilda Swinton, we talked about yeah. her in the last episode, like, she does not care. Like, she has been, she was in a movie with Ewan McGregor uh, way back. Or, I mean, yeah, just certain actors and actresses do not care. They're just like, this is whatever. Because yeah, I don't think people respond to nude scenes the way they used to. Especially since in this show, man, in Westworld, every episode, somebody's somebody or multiple people. Some sort of boobage. We yeah. had frontal male nudity last week. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I need a warning. I need like a big, like, <laughs> the need a big, like, FM. Like, okay, ooh, the front, I should watch out for that. I don't want to Frontal, male frontal? Yeah, or, yeah. Fr- Give me that, yeah. Morning. I think know? with me, like after watching like Spartacus on yeah. Stars, when every episode, like the balance ratio, yeah. there was more male than female, mm-hmm. and I think that is something that does not really get represented a lot. No, so it's like whatever. Like a lot of people watch the show, make it even. My friend yesterday said she didn't care to see frontal man nudity. Did not want to, or did no. not. She says, "Who wants to see? Who wants to see that?" I'm sure there's a large percentage, but I just I, th- I think balance it out. Yeah. Like if you're going to do so it, PG-13 show. I won't get into why. We'll talk later. I'll there you like, go. She she had, she had an interesting explanation. That's okay. Like, okay. Fair enough. Fair um. Enough. So so far with the show, I'm all in. Okay. Like it it is captivating. Mm-hmm. It is smart. It is very smart. Uh, and it just it gets Smarter you than me. Gets you. <laughs> no comment. Uh, <laughs> it gets you thinking. You know about what could be, what so is. What do you think happens? In the Honest, next five episodes, what do, you, next, what do you think happens? In the next few episodes. Give me a lock. Lock it down. Hmm. This happens. This is on wax. So this mm-hmm. happens in the next five episodes. Go. I will go along with your, with your theory. Yes. That Jeffrey Wright is, is some one of these androids, robots. He's a host. Whatever, a host. I think most people, maybe only Anthony Hopkins knows, because he probably created him, mm-hmm. to be honest. Something is going to happen where he will glitch. And maybe because like we saw in one of the first episodes with uh still having memories of some other life he was living right like when they either like, something like that Washington or bodies or something <laughs> or we're going to see a flashback of his in that world and be like whoa like 
either something like that like, or like the or character like a who facial, says she was there as a child touch. you see her there and Jeffrey Wright looks the same yeah because he mentioned that he was like you came here as a child yeah. or with the woman that he is yeah. sleeping with so yeah I mean I do think there are more robots than people think mm-hmm. um, but I think something along that line so the next five episodes we'll find out Jeffrey Wright is a robot robot right I, th- I think so alright I think I like it. Should we hashtag that one also? Robot right. Yeah. Robot right. Okay. Robot right. All right. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a plan. Cool. Uh, so yeah, so far, I mean, we'll, we'll wait until the end of the season to do a, a good, bad, and ugly, but so far, mm-hmm. I'm in the show. Yeah, I, I really good. dig it. Mm-hmm. So moving right along to our second show, yeah. which we can watch all of because all it of. is on Netflix mm-hmm. and glorious Black Mirror. Yes. So this is the third season mm-hmm. and the first season to have a mixed American and British production. Yeah. Uh, the first two seasons and the Christmas special um, was a BBC production. This is a kind of a joint venture. Yeah. This is the best American-British production since the British Bulldogs were in WWE. <laughs> wow. Danny Boy. Deep cuts. Danny, that's my, my favorite. Uh, I, uh, yeah, my knowledge of that is, is loose. Jesus, man. Yeah. Um, but with this, initially, I was going to be a little bit, I was a little bit worried because it was going to be a co-production, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, th- mm-hmm. this, this could be interesting because I trust the BBC. Even with like the crazy shows they used to come out with and still kind of come out mm-hmm. with the Monster of the Week, oh, yeah. Primeval type yeah. of stuff. But I still trust them. Mm-hmm. This, I was a little bit worried. Word it was going to be a little bit watered down. Come to find out, nope. How, so how, how were you even introduced to the show? Like, How so, did you figure out? About- I was introduced to the show first season of the original mm-hmm. series years ago because I watch a lot of BBC. Mm-hmm. I have since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. It used to be like on Masterpiece Theater on yeah. PBS. Yeah. So I've always kind of been into BBC shows. Same with me, Doctor Who, yeah. Sherlock. Saw a trailer yeah. for this and I was like, this looks crazy. Mm-hmm. So I started watching it then and then, yeah, have been following up with it ever since. So for me, someone told me about it. Like, you really like this show called Black Mirror. I was like, is it mm-hmm. racist? What is this Black Mirror show? <laughs> and then... So I didn't know. I thought it was like a show show. Because I'm used to mm. BBC shows all being yeah. like... Six episodes, done. But it's like, I'm following these characters for whatever. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, it's the short seasons. I was like, oh. So when I saw the Prime Minister episode, I was like, what happens to this guy? And the next episode, I was like, what is this? Mm-hmm. We're in the future? like The anthology style? Yeah. I, but I didn't know yeah. what the show was. I just mm. was like, okay, so this is kind of Twilight Zone-ish. Yeah, gotcha. oh, absolutely. Easiest analog gotcha. to anybody listening who has not seen Black Mirror, think of Twilight Zone. Yeah. Right? And, and you will get it because, again... It's a very technology... Like, every situation has something to do with technology on some level. And how technology is going to ruin us. It's going to kill us. Or yeah. we'll use it to kill ourselves. Similar to how Westworld, our technology is going to catch up to us and it is not going to be good. No. Yeah, this one, same type of thing. Okay. So, so before we get to season three... Mm-hmm. What were your favorite episodes leading up to season three? The favorite ones leading up to season three. And let me pull up the names of them. Because I can remember what they what they were. The the history of us. Yeah. Was like way too close to like people trying to remember arguments and like seeing stuff on Facebook and bringing it into your real relationship and having discussions and mm-hmm. like yeah, it was a lot of that. Um, it's like, oh yeah, there is your past, literally <laughs> yeah, right in literally. front of us. Reminder: you and so and so got engaged three years ago. You're like, ah, yeah, we broke yeah. up. Um, and then also there is White uh, Christmas. White Christmas was White Christmas my was favorite. fantastic. That one, I mean, because again, that is 
Hmm. What this show does is it takes <laughs> it takes classic sci-fi tropes, right. but with a modern twist that changes things. Correct. So with White Christmas, similar to White Bear. White Bear, uh, White Bear is probably one of my favorites too. Yeah, because yeah. it just like it gives you this scenario and you find out it is a basically a, a prison sentence type thing. That is not a new concept in sci-fi. You know, people have been going into someone's head. Think of, you know, also like Inception. Mm -hmm. You know, you kind of do that, mess around with someone to get information, which is exactly what White Christmas did. So they rarely have something totally, completely groundbreakingly different, but they do it in different ways. Episode one in season one, okay, yeah, that was shocking. Yes. And no one expected, you know, that. So I don't eat pork. (laughs) Good reason. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and that is the other show the other thing that this show does really well is it just like it keeps you thinking for for days some twisted people write this stuff yeah Um, and good on them because the the show is fantastic the white bear episode it was like like imagine some extreme version of waterboarding it had nothing to do with Mm -hmm. water it's just like this is I get it but this is kind of cruel Mm -hmm. well in that society Again, in the quote-unquote distant future... People are cool with it. That cruel and unusual punishment thing? Right. Yeah, they're, they're down with that. Apparently not a thing. So... The, so yeah. end, the end of White Christmas really was, like, amazing for me. Yeah. Well, just because, again, it, it gives you that twist. Every episode, just like Shyamalan, but in a good way this time, yeah. there's always a twist. But it not is, like a, like, a hot twist, yeah. but like a, like, ooh. The episode uh, is never what you think it is going good. to be. Yeah. And it makes you feel uncomfortable. Yeah, you're like, ooh, you squirm your seat a little bit, like, ooh. Mm-hmm. Which I think more people need to feel uncomfortable with TV shows and movies. Right. Because if you just watch the same thing over and over, which is fine. I'm so happy. But with this, like, yeah. when it just, like, when it gets under your skin, when you really start thinking about it and analyzing it, that, I think, is where it succeeds. Right. So, okay. so with this season. Season three. Season three. What was uh, the first episode? The first uh, episode was Nosedive. Yeah. The social media heavy <laughs> uh, episode where yeah. every interaction is rated. Mm-hmm. And it follows <laughs> it follows Bryce Dallas Howard <laughs> as she is trying to attain a higher rating. The other thing the show does, it nails the current consciousness and projects it into this near dystopian mm-hmm. future, whatever it is. People are obsessed, myself included, Speaking of which, go on iTunes, rate us five stars. Yeah. Um, of getting the that satisfaction mm-hmm. of okay, I just need to get to this level. I need to do this. Yeah, but there's another layer to it, which is what you see later on when she's trying to get her car. Which is she's rating these interactions to get a positive rating. Mm-hmm. So it's not even about the person. She's no. just like you're someone who's going to give me a positive rating, so I need to make sure this is a positive interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all fake. None of it's none of it's yeah. real. It's all none of these are genuine interactions she's having with anyone. She can't. But she be rude. wants them to she be. She wants them to be. So and people pretend that they are, but they're not genuine. The people, it, it, it's like, and we see it. We see it today. Like it, there's this weird sort of social currency people have. Mm-hmm. If I was posting pictures with all the people I interviewed, people would think I was super famous. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. I still have to do my you, laundry. I still got to. Yeah. But you have given yourself the chance to have those opportunities. No, 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 so. no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. All I did was take a photo with somebody. You see what I'm saying? Oh, okay, I got you. This is the photograph. Yeah. It doesn't mean we're best friends. Right. It doesn't mean we didn't have that. That's 
if, if I was taking photos with all these people and mm-hmm. then I wasn't really interviewing them, what kind of interaction was I really having? Mm-hmm. Is it something that's beneficial? Was it a real, genuine conversation? No, it wasn't. It was a photograph. Mm. Or maybe there was a conversation that took place. Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't know. And people, people add what they want to add to these stories, right? It's like you're just leaving these sort of social media breadcrumbs and letting people come to their own conclusions. Um, and that's which is what you see in that episode. Like when the fact she buys that coffee and doesn't drink it and takes a picture of it. Yeah. Well, and like takes like the little bite of the cookie, yeah. so the picture is perfect. Which I mean, again, it speaks to our Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter yeah. focus. Yeah. So this episode, again, I I kind of saw where it would go. Right. Yeah. But not no, how it got there. Yeah. Yeah. There was clearly no surprise that I was going to end, but like, mm-hmm. how she got there was always, yeah, very interesting. So and also a cameo from Alice Eve. Oh yeah. Yeah, I've played her her quote unquote friend. Yeah, yeah, we've all had friends like that. Uh, so yeah, that was episode one. Playtest in the second episode, probably my favorite episode. Of the season. This was, um, this was not my favorite because again, it it was one of those tropes that I have seen a bunch of times in a bunch of different ways. Basically, a guy goes and puts on a virtual reality thing, goes into this world, mm-hmm. snaps out of it. And they're like, you were only in there for five seconds, but it felt like so much longer. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is an old school Star Trek. Right. And I mean, so many things have done that. So again, how they got there was interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the imagery in this episode was great. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't know what was going on was even crazier. Yeah. Like when, when this character puts on the thing and they're like, all right, you just need to stay in this house. Mm-hmm. Like, everything that happened in the house was super creepy, got under your skin, made you feel uncomfortable. So that You was, could tell he was getting creeped out. Oh, yeah. That was where the show succeeded. Mm-hmm. Um, but the concession that happened more than once when they're like, that was only two seconds, yeah. to me got a little bit old. Because, okay. I, again, I just maybe I have seen too many sci-fi things like this. Mm-hmm. But this was a great episode. Yeah. Um, and... Goes to show you, like in a lot of Black Mirror, happy endings, um, these yeah. writers are not fans of. That girl got him killed. Which, okay, huge, huge flaw in this episode She's been murdered. was that. Wow. If, okay, so Tim and I go to a lot of screenings. Okay. Okay. On some of these screenings, depending on the studio and whatever, we have to check in our phones. Right. They put in a little paper bag, they give us a number, hmm. whatever. Because they, they want to negate the risk of anything getting leaked. Yeah. And this, here they have this crazy future technology, and they're like, make sure your phone is off, blah, 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 in the episode. And yet she does not keep it out of the room. Yeah, Like, we go to movies where our phones are 20 feet away from us out in the hallway because they're like, nope. Yeah, You are not even going to be tempted to take pictures or video or audio of Mm -hmm. this movie you are about to see. And this, they're messing with people's brains. And she's like, I'm going to trust you with your phone in this room as I leave, hmm. that was a concession to me that I did not no really cameras in there. buy. No one saw him do it. Right. Yeah. Like, unless it was all part of it, yeah. I just, I think that was, that was a little bit off. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I liked the episode overall. Yeah. It was just that, that piece. Yeah, it just really creeped me out. Yeah. So that's probably why I enjoyed it. I mean, again, it. the I visuals. Like, oh, I'm so creeped out right now. The, the advancement of his fears were fantastic. Yeah. The spider 
the spider in the kitchen. Kind of like his friend, with the picture. Yeah, yeah, terrifying. His friend showing, yeah, the girl showing up, her face peeling off, and mm-hmm. uh. so yeah, that was a solid one. Uh, episode three, shut up and dance. See, that made me paranoid, uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I I know people who on their phones and on their Mac and whatever put a piece of tape yeah. over the camera on mm-hmm. their phone mm-hmm. because this episode plays to that fear of, wait a minute, we're surrounded by these devices that have cameras of our own choosing. Mm-hmm. What is stopping someone from hacking in and using it against us? Mm-hmm. Which is exactly what happens in this episode. All of these stores are interconnected, right. um, that there's dirt. Some mm-hmm. Somebody or some group is blackmailing a group of people to do things that for unknown reasons. Are they blackmailing them? Well, okay. Well, yeah, they're extorting them. Extorting them. Extorting them. Uh, they're like, do this thing for us. Or I send this video of you. Right. To. To somebody. But they're all doing the same thing. They are. And this one, I'm not going to spoil. Like, I'm not really going yeah. to talk much about this because <laughs> this was a rough one. Like, so, this was. Rough would be being yeah. kind. This was, this was a challenging one because it challenged your thoughts on this world that they live in. Right. Like, okay, wait, why are these, why are so many different people connected to this when it seems like they are not? Yeah. Only in the last, like, 15 minutes do you finally start to be like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah. This is how they are connected? Yeah. So. It's pretty bad. Yeah. This episode was, yeah. was harsh. And the ending, <sighs> the ending again, where these writers, they could be like, all right, this is what happens. They're being extorted, but. And eh, we were all good. So and so gets away. Nope. No. <laughs> this one there, yeah, no. that was good stuff though. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, next episode, San Junipero. San Junipero. Sweet episode. This was. It almost fucking didn't belong. If yeah, if nobody told me this was a Black Mirror episode, I'd be like, I want to watch this what show. This show is great. This is sweet story. And com- not completely out of place, but, but at the same time, it fit with the technologies, yeah. fit with the distant when it, future. When doing that like one week later I'm like why is it a week later yeah and then the last 20 minutes like oh got it this is why it's Mm -hmm. a week later this was probably my favorite episode and I think because it was different was it because of Gugu she popped up in there she is gorgeous now again if you listen to the last episode you heard Tim be like I didn't know Janelle Monae was so pretty I didn't woman is gorgeous Gugu in this one I didn't gorgeous So, but it's not just because of that. I think it was because the way it was filmed was unique. Mm-hmm. The way it, it was just so different than everything else that we had seen so far. You know, realize you're watching like this love story. Right. And then you kind of get surprised by this mm-hmm. and then it keeps building and keeps building. So I really enjoyed this episode. Um, this might be, this might be tied yeah. for, for my favorite episode. The scenes, uh, you know, when you finally get outside of San Junipero. Mm-hmm. I thought we were just beautiful, man. That this was amazing. I thought this is really, and I needed to pick me up after watching, <laughs> which I think is unique <laughs> in this. Maybe it was the co-production of BBC. Uh, maybe the American producers were like, can we put this up? Yeah. Like you guys are doing great work over there. We want people to not commit yeah. suicide. I'm going to put the San Junipero in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like this, it was a beautiful episode. I really liked the way it was shot. I yeah. liked the themes. I like that. When I'm trying to think, when the characters go to the place that is kind of on the outskirts, mm-hmm. 
where all of the extreme things are happening, mm-hmm. it made sense. Yeah. Like all of these extreme things, it reminded me, oddly enough, do you remember in Blade 2? Yes. Where they go to the vampire club and people are getting like yeah. their spines tattooed mm-hmm. and just crazy stuff because they're at the point where they're like, I need to feel yeah, something. something. I need to go way outside. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool. I'd like that they put that in there because in this world that they built up, mm-hmm. people are just hanging around for a long time. For a very long time. So would you go to San Apparel? I've been wondering about that since I thought about since i watched this episode you're going with i think it depends on how that world is structured if it works exactly like this probably not i think i would need something different because like 1950s races yeah that would be fantastic (laughs) i think it would just it would really depend 1860s mississippi (laughs) you go you go for one hour (laughs) one hour a week you're just hiding in the woods yeah uh that would not be so enjoyable but so yeah i really i really enjoyed this one um, I think it was so much different, and I think it was good to see that the technology aspect was still there. Yeah, but it did not have to be a soul crushing. Yeah, it didn't really suck suck your life force out as it ended. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which led us into Men Against Fire, the fifth episode, which is kind of the military one. This was arguably the weakest of the series, but like you said about. Um Playtest, it's something I've seen before yeah. a million times. Yep. So I picked up on it immediately. I was like, okay, this is what this is. So it was yep. fine, but I, if I had never seen movies and other shows that have done this, I mm-hmm. probably would have loved it more. Uh, I liked the guy's performance. Mm-hmm. He was great in it. Um, and so was the uh, the guy who plays, who was it, who played like the therapist? What's his name? He's in everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, God, he was good. Let me pull it up real quick. Do, 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 do. Um... Who was that guy? Uh, it just has the character's name and not the not you know therapist. Therapist was Michael Kelly. Yes, Michael Kelly. That's there it. we go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, Great. this guy. So yeah, that episode again. It was it was a solid episode, right? But kind of seen it. Yeah, kind of seen it. Um, it did play interestingly because again, the writers of the show. Yeah are really smart. Yeah. These are two, Westworld and this, very, very smart. Yeah. Shows it takes these types of things, like when people were talking about Syrian refugees. Yeah, but so yeah, it played really heavy into like refugees and and uh, um, immigrants and how we handle yeah. them and how we see them and, you know, yeah. this idea that we can craft this perfect Utopian society, society yeah. that is all Getting rid fake. of the trash. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, so that, that was interesting. But again, kind of seen it been there done that uh and then it ended with hated in the nation yeah which cyberbullying cyberbullying to the extreme to the extreme and this was probably tied with my favorite yeah because again this one felt oddly enough the most real yeah even though a detective show yeah what is happening it was a police procedural with crazy the concession in this all of these have a concession benedict wong fantastic The concession in this are super intelligent bees Mm -hmm. all over the UK, um, or British Isles, really, that get infected with this virus and by a person. So it is is an interesting twist, but I think because of the structure of the show and the police procedural aspect of it, I just, I really bought into it. It it felt, it felt unique, Mm -hmm. but yeah. It, it was just a really solid. Feel like a shot episode. of Beyonce with all those bees. 
Like, if you come for Beyonce on the internet, the beehive will come after you mm-hmm. and destroy your life. They probably would. It's kind of what happens. <laughs> yeah. Kind of what happens. Don't talk about Beyonce. Yeah. No, but it was really, I think, <clears throat> I mean, as, as we get farther into technology and different platforms, like cyberbullying is, is something that is still new to people. Yeah. Um, there's people who don't see it as bullying or trolling. Um, or they people, only see it as trolling yeah. and not bullying, which... Right. Or, or or they they think that's what it's for. They they mm-hmm. think that I get to interject my opinion wherever I want because I have an opinion, mm-hmm. and which isn't the case. People don't necessarily want your opinion. People don't necessarily want what you have to say. Yeah. Um, there are there are whole TV shows. It was not cat. It was like a catfish style TV show. Yeah, uh, the internet that. ruined my life. I remember that. Yeah, of people who just tweeted something, said something online, and it blew up. So this one, I think that it spoke to the authenticity. Uh, of that cyberbullying really well. Mm-hmm. And the concession, crazy smart electronic bees. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. But the, the idea that, like, you can say something and unbeknownst to you, somebody can be like, oh, John's got to go. And then mm-hmm. that's the hashtag. And everyone is tweeting how they need to get you out the paint. Let's get them out of here. Yeah. So that, that was really, really cool. Uh, there were some weird things yeah. uh, in this episode. Um, I still want to see uh, if someone can control bees. Yeah. My Looney Tune brain <laughs> wants it to form like Green Lantern and form a hand. Right. Uh, that did not happen. Like they somebody a really futuristic car they got into. Yeah, that was that was funky. Yeah, oh, that was pretty cool. Yeah. So, yeah. So overall, compared to the other seasons, do you think this is as strong, stronger? It's as, it's as strong. I mean, it's a longer season, but I think mm-hmm. it's, it's as strong. They're really headed in a good direction. I'm glad Netflix picked it up. Yeah. I'm glad that they're putting, you know, they're still, because it's such a, it's an anthology show, you can grab Ben Nick Wong and mm-hmm. Alice Eve and Bryce Dallas Howard and grab these people and put them in the show for an episode and be fine. And get them on set for two weeks, yeah. three and weeks. Get out. Yeah. And, and, and each, it's so diverse in the storytelling. Like nothing, mm-hmm. none of the, for all six episodes, none of the shows are alike. Mm-hmm. Other than they have technology, they're all very different shows, and there are some loose, feel different. Yeah, like loose threads that yeah. kind of connect mm-hmm. the episodes, but only a couple of the episodes throughout the seasons. Right. So I, I like that also. Mm-hmm. It would be weird if it were an anthology series that everything somehow connected it's all in the back same to like, world. Like, no. no, no. So I think that that speaks to the strength of the writers yeah. being like, we're strong enough that we're going to do these single episodes. And just trust that everyone is not going to need yeah. them to be. All and it's one of those shows when they when they finally announce season four, like I don't know what I'm going to see. <laughs> Which no comes idea. out like next year, yeah. so it's like I have no idea what I'm going to see in season four. I have mm-hmm. no idea what the episodes are about. I have no idea what the story is going to be about. It could be vampires. Yeah, is it an alternate universe? Is it in the future? Is mm-hmm. it in the near future? Is it in the past? That would be if they did one in the past. That would be interesting because all of these. For the most part, actually, no, all of them take place in yeah. the, except for the first episode at season one. Yeah. That could be today. Yeah, it could be today. Yeah. But all the other ones, like, there's at least something where it is, like, the slightly distant future. Yeah. So, but if the they don't want to past, yeah. that would be interesting. Yeah. You know, well, however, but they could do that and set it up. I mean, it's such a diverse show and it, they're so strong with their writing and storytelling. Mm-hmm. They can kind of be all over the board and still put out the product that they want to put out. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so. We will rate this show yeah. because, or this season, mm-hmm. uh, there are three rating systems or three rating ratings to choose from in this mm-hmm. system. Good, bad, or ugly, patent pending, uh, trademarked, copyright, TM. Right. Um, so good, bad, or ugly. Good 
is a show that you want to watch again right away. You are hungry for more. You cannot wait for it. That is a show that you watch and you're like, all right, that was okay. But it was not something you're going to binge again or recommend somebody to binge. Ugly, you feel like you wasted however many hours you spent watching that thing. So, good, bad, or ugly for season three of Black Mirror on Netflix now. Tim. Go. Uh, good. <laughs> go. Go. It's go. good. Yeah. It's good. Definitely good. Definitely one of my favorite shows. Now, I hope it doesn't suffer from coming back too, too soon. That was the thing. Is like, it's the only thing I'm worried about. Other than that, I think people should watch it. Watch all three seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'll find something that you like, something that freaks you out, something that makes you uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. For sure. Which, again, I think is important. I think people need to be out of their comfort zone a little bit. Yeah. So, and the, the yeah. show, the show is paranoid. Yeah. Yeah. So my official rating uh, for season three of Black Mirror is an absolute good. Uh, I really enjoyed this season. It was different. Mm-hmm. There were some themes, yes, that I have seen in other medium before, but I still really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. So there you go. That was Westworld and Black Mirror. A uh, couple quick things. A couple quick things. Let's do it. Speaking of Netflix, <laughs> there have been rumors mm-hmm. of a new Marvel Netflix show. This is not an About Review exclusive. I read this somewhere. On the internet. Uh, Hawkeye getting his own Netflix show. Yeah. I have two questions. Okay. Is this useless or is this pointless? <laughs> Neither. I think it is both. Like, the, Who wants to see a Hawkeye Netflix show? I think Netflix is a perfect platform to experiment with the type of shows you want to make. Now, if you're thinking Hawkeye in the way we see him in Avengers, mm-hmm. maybe not, but they don't have to do that. It could, but be, now, it, it could be a spy type of show with Hawkeye. But with how they're trying to do all the Marvel Cinematic Universe and tying everything together? It could just be an offshoot. Uh, First of all, we don't even know if this is even happening. Right, right. Yeah, this, this is all but speculation. Whatever show, whatever, whatever Marvel character they want to introduce, I think they... Netflix allows the flexibility for them to do any kind of show they want. Yeah. Yeah. It can be part comedy, part spy movie. It can be it a is whole, Hawkeye. It would have to be comedy. In it part. could be a whole eight episode comedic heist movie where he has to go break into someplace. Okay. All right. Put in some, put in some characters from the books. Some other non superpowered yeah. characters. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would be interesting, but it just, again, this is just a rumor he that sort I saw. Of like, you know, hey, because he, he's, you know, and they built his character on the movies to sort of just take off on his own. No, they built him to die. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, and they, they missed they, their they, chance they, to do they've it. Given him, they've given him the ability to be like, oh, well, I'm out. Mm-hmm. I'm on vacation. So you can take one of his quote unquote vacations and be like, I need to do this for someone. He owes someone some debt from, they saved his life in some fight. So he's got to go help them do something. Okay. Okay, on, so going from a hypothetical yeah. show, Hawkeye on Netflix, okay. to some real movies. A real movie? That are coming out. You use the term movie loosely. I really do. So there, we're going to talk about three trailers okay. that are on IMDb right now and YouTube and wherever you can find them uh, for upcoming movies. Uh, so, let me see. No, we're not going to rate these. We'll just talk about them. So right off the top. Mm-hmm. The new, the second Wonder Woman trailer just dropped. Yes. What are your thoughts on it? It looks great. Mm-hmm. I'm still very critical of DC. I'm mm-hmm. very skeptical of what they're able to do. I uh-huh. think, I mean, I've said on here before, like, I think Wonder Woman is the one they get right. Um, I hope they don't ruin it. It looks great. Mm-hmm. It looks beautiful. 
yeah i'm part of me is still like uh, don't don't mess this up i still have, they're, having, they're having issues uh, yeah and one of my issues is i still have a little bit of ptsd with with a lot of what dc is doing these days because it's just like wonder woman looks incredible the first batman v yeah. superman trailer looked incredible so I, I just and I, I'm doing nervous. Seems reactionary and not like mm-hmm. we have a plan and here's our plan. We're gonna do these movies. They're just sort of like, all right, what's hot and let's let's do it. Hurry up, get it out. Yeah. Like so this this looks incredible. Um, I have really liked both of the trailers so far. Um, I think what is going to play interesting is in one of the trailers, uh, Steve Trevor, yeah. played by Chris Pine, uh, when Wonder Woman's like, I need to go and do this. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I can't let you do that. And she was like, what I do isn't up to you. Yeah. And then just bounces like, amazing. That is what we need to see more of, I think, in these DC mm-hmm. movies, is especially female characters in general, mm-hmm. but also female characters who are like, Chill, you no, know, man. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I'm going to do this. I have man, been around for a so. long time. Ugh. I, hope so. I hope they get it right. And the, but the trailer looks stunning. The mm-hmm. action, I'm not concerned about it. I think it'll be funny and fun. Yeah. And, and they showed a lot more slow-mo action yeah. in this one than they did in the last one. Right. So that is a trope that could get old real quick, depending on how they do it. And the way they make her uniform really pop is mm-hmm. great. Like, it really stands out on the, on there. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited for that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on to another action movie. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, uh... Yeah, it could be interesting also. It is. Let me see if they have it. What is the official name? I think. Oh, yeah. Triple X. The Return of Xander Cage. Return. Because um, Ice Cube came in for the sequel. He did. For Triple X. Which nobody saw. Um, excuse me? Oh, did you see it? Of course I saw it. Ice Cube. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Um, so, Triple X. Return of Xander Cage. Yeah. First of all, Vin Diesel. Okay. My man. I really like what he does a lot of the time. You mean Fast and Furious movies? Okay, and, not those. In group? Uh, but it just... W- why? Why? <laughs> well, I'm imagining they cut him a huge check. Oh, absolutely. Especially after a Disney check? Yeah. Like, this- I mean, I mean th- these movies... I mean, his movies... Say what you want. Do well internationally. Fast <laughs> movies. Yeah. Yeah, they, they crush it. So, And he- this one has four, at least from the trailer... Like the four enemies we kind of saw yeah. at first, that I think one of them becomes a friend, whatever, yeah. are all Asian actors. Get that money, yeah. So I, I think see in the inter- I, see you, <laughs> I think in the international market, they're like, yeah. here you go, get paid. Um, yeah, it's just ridiculous. It looks like someone took a Fast and Furious movie and just dropped acid on it, and it was like, here you go. He's yeah. skiing through a f- jungle. He's mm-hmm. on a motorbike on a way on a way. <laughs> Um, I, I think they're saving some of the most ridiculous stuff for the film. I think that's not even the top. I think we're going to see something so insane. See, now, one of the other people in this movie is Samuel L. Jackson. When Samuel L. Jackson does movies like this, part of it is like, whatever. You're Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. You just like working. Yeah. You Capital One commercials. Like, hang out. <laughs> exactly. Right, like, give you a check. Okay. He just likes to be on set and yeah. be crazy characters. Wear a wig or whatever he's going to do. I think he is not in this one. Uh, finally. Um, but I just, this is one of those movies, yes, I will see it. Of course. I know I will see it. But of course. It's just like. It wouldn't be me if I didn't see this movie. This, Not expecting anything, a bunch of cheesy jokes. He, he can't really carry a film 
in the way that we would need it to do. Like, it's not going to be some serious Bond moment. He's just going to no. be like, you said you needed some help. I'm here. Uh, it feels good to be back. Mm-hmm. That's what I call a triple whatever. Like, he's going to do these stupid cheesy lines. And that is all we need from Vin Diesel. Do like, we? We, we're not looking for... Do you think... this? He, he's in every, When I saw Last Witch Hunter, he was essentially... His character Dom from mm-hmm. Fast and Furious as the Last Witch Hunter. He's going to be Dom Extreme Extreme Sports Dom movie. Although in the Last Witch Hunter, I think it was fake. I'm he, not sure if it was fake or real. Uh, but he has a tattoo on his stomach yeah. uh, of his Dungeons and Dragons character that he has had since he was a kid, which is awesome. Because if you do not know this about Vin Diesel, huge Dungeons and Dragons nerd. Maybe you guys can talk about it one day. I would love that. <laughs> And he how he trashed his movies. He'll be like, "We're not talking about this anymore." <laughs> he just breaks my spine. This guy, <laughs> he's like, isn't he like five or something? Come on, you can take him. Wow, uh, but yeah, just yeah, Vin Diesel will never guy. win an Oscar. I, no. I love it, but you never will. But put out I action really movies. Wonder... Go ahead. I'm sorry. But yeah, put out action movies oh, yeah. that are completely ridiculous. Right. Of course, I will I see really, them. I, I really wonder what happens to this fast cast when this whole gravy train is done. Like, where, mm. where does Tyrese go? Where does Michelle Rodriguez? Tyrese go? goes back to what he was doing before. Modeling and nothing. Nah, he's not. He's sort of. <laughs> I don't think he has. To, I don't think he's that wavy in the hood anymore. I don't know if he can do it. Mm. But you know, where do these people go? Like they can just keep re-upping these movies as long as they want. But Michelle Rodriguez is, proof. Yeah, gonna still be crazy. Wait, is she? Is she dead or alive in the franchise now? She's alive. Why are you serious? She's alive. Letty's back. But I thought she got shot with a shotgun. Like, man, I I just bring people back. They, they killed her and brought her back. Okay, she was alive. Some guy pulled her from. The, the car when she wrecked and saved her and she had sure. her memory loss and he had her driving and being a bad guy and then they found her and then Don went to go save her in Fast 6 and Terrible. they rough him up and then his brother comes after them in Fast 7 right okay about Jason Statham mm-hmm. he blows up a whole hospital and then says to keep his brother alive like maybe <laughs> maybe maybe don't blow up the hospital Prior- priorities maybe, might be a little yeah. skewed get him out of there but yeah, it's it's one of those movies. It's, okay, I expect the Triple X movie just to be s- silly, and I hope they screen it. I hope we'll, it's not. Oh, yeah. I hope it's not like the kind of bad. Like we're not screening it. I hope they screen it. Yeah. Here's what I would do if I was putting out a movie like that: mm-hmm. encourage people to live tweet the movie. Yeah. Okay. In theaters, be like, when you go to the movies to watch this, I need you to live tweet this. That's part of it. It's going to be on the screen. Mm. I would. If I was if I was studio, I'll provide a hashtag. Right. And say, talk about it. Hmm. Because, like, and how soon before the movie premieres should they do the screening? Like, two days? No, 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 no. When the movie's released mm-hmm. in theaters. Oh, okay. Part of the experience is people like screen. No. Wow. I want, like, hmm. go. If you're going to see this movie, you get to go live tweet it. If you don't like people texting during movies, who cares? Interesting. Let them okay. live tweet it. I mean, what, what do you have to what, lose? Yeah, what, <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. What do you have to, you, you, people's gonna say, you know what? You no know one's really surprised me. That triple X, the triple X three. No. Wow. What an amazing performance. It's already beyond ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Ride that wave. The willing suspension of disbelief is at twenty five. Yeah. Like again, he has a BMX bike with skis, skis on it, going through a oh, tidal no. wave. Have you the ever cl- been out there in the wave? Yes. Yeah. I don't know how you do that. Yeah, that, that is crazy. Well, go ahead. Good for you, Vin Diesel. Okay, so that was Triple X. Uh, the last one 
is a surprising one. And they only released a teaser trailer teaser. and a few images so far. Yeah. The live action Disney adaptation of Beauty and the Beast. I saw a tear in your eye when we watched the trailer. Okay, so real talk. <laughs> as soon as I clicked on the teaser trailer and it starts with the Beauty and the Beast, Beauty and the Beast music. A little melody. I was in. John, so in. <laughs> were, you, were you ever, did you dress up as the Beast one year? Or? I never dressed up as any of those. Oddly enough. Bill? But I just, I'm a huge Disney fan. Like, all of those just remind me of childhood. I remember seeing this at the Dollar Theater mm-hmm. when it first came out. Um, and the place we saw it had a bucket of popcorn for like, I think $5. And I remember being like... This the 70s? What year was this? <laughs> this was, whenever it came out, like 90... Yeah, yeah. Before I went to the vault. Right, and I was like, I, I remember begging, I think we went with a babysitter, to get like the bucket of popcorn. It was five times the cost of the ticket. She was like, no. <laughs> yeah, so that was heartbreaking. Yeah, but Disney's done a good job with these adaptations. Like Cinderella was really good. Like they're, Jungle they're Book. Back, Jungle Book. Um, they've got a good track record. I think yeah. they'll be good. I love Dan Stevens, who's playing the Beast. See, and that is the thing. is like, I've yet to pull up He's a great. picture. I should pull up a picture. Dan Stevens was in like a... Uh, what was he in? <laughs> I have no idea. You were the one that loves it. Um, no, he was just in something. Dan um, Stevens, Beauty, Beauty and the Beast. I'm trying to find a picture. Da, 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 da. Ooh, high res images. Dan Stevens playing Beast. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I see you. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm a hundred percent in for this movie. Uh, I, I cannot wait. One of the most magical things recently. Yeah. Angela Lansbury, who is an angel sent from heaven to bless us, uh, she was at some event and she sang her song or mm-hmm. sang Taylor's Oldest Time, Taylor's in, front, oldest time. <laughs> in front of the studio. This woman is like 80 something. Like it was magical. The original movie is magical. This is going to be magical. I cannot wait until probably holidays uh, for this to come magical. Out. Oh, so, so Dan Stevens, uh, okay. you people may know him from The Fifth Estate, oh, he's a guest, a walk amongst the tombstones. Hmm. Um, he's going to be in the new Fox show Legion. Legion. Legend. Legion. Oh, Legion. Oh, the, the uh, he plays. Yeah. Is he playing uh, Professor X's son? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay. So yeah, but anyway, great actor. Love, love me some Dan Stevens. So I think he'll be great as the Beast. Oh, and Luke Evans is playing Gaston. What? Yeah. Okay. Luke Evans getting getting paid. Yeah. I could totally see that. Oh, cannot wait for that movie. <laughs> right. So, uh, of those three, Wonder Woman, Triple X, and Beauty and the Beast, which one are you most excited for? <laughs> um, Beauty and the Beast, probably. Yes, that was the perfect answer. Yeah. If not, I was going to cut off your mic. No, nah, I don't do that. No, Beauty um, and the Beast, for sure. Yeah, it looks incredible. And again, Disney, they already have a gajillion, bajillion dollars. Right. Now they're like, cool. We know we we could re-release our animated classic, right. and it will sell a bajillion dollars. Or how about we do a live version and make a hundred bajillion dollars? Right. Like they just they cannot lose. And they're doing a really good job of like maintaining, um, like uh, it's like a, a company that makes money and says, okay, let's put some money back into R and D and like let's mm. create some new things, mm-hmm. right? They're doing a really good job of like, okay, we've got we've got these properties we own. We've got Star Wars, we've got Marvel, we've got we've got Disney, we've got Pixar. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's take this money we've made and let's pour it back into making better product. And mm-hmm. I don't know if other studios have figured out 
well, their formula. Universal Pictures is trying. They are going to... Oh, the shared monster universe? Yeah. Stop it. Uh, <laughs> if this wasn't your house, I would throw something at you. Uh, and I do have to put a disclaimer. So on the Halloween episode, the Horror Villain Showdown... Oh, God, we have a bone to pick about that episode. Uh, okay, so I, I kept saying... I think I said it twice or three times. The MGM classic monsters. It's not going to catch on. Universal Pictures. I totally spaced it. Um, uh, Tom Cruise and the Mummy reboot. Yeah. Right. Come on. You just have to be, it has to be good. Like, you, you, that's the thing. Like, it has to be good. Yeah. You've got to be good at it. You can't. And with Disney so far, with their live way. action adaptations. Yeah. But they're a good product. Like, yeah. it's not just that, like, it's Disney, so people just, like, follow along like some lost dogs. Like, these things are good, so people enjoy watching them, people enjoy mm-hmm. engaging in them. There's going to be, like, I talked to my friend Leah, like, she wants to see it because she has some nostalgia to it, but then her daughter, who's now seven, yep. she, she wants Perfect. to see it. Um, so you're going to get, so Booty and the Beast is going to bring in all of that so money. So much money. Even if it's just mediocre, which I don't think it will be. No. It's going to bring in all the money in the world. It's good, good for them. Good on you, Disney. You have no idea how hard it is right now for me to resist singing all of the songs. It is your podcast. Well, man. no, do, the reason I'm doing, do I cannot afford a cease and desist or a copyright infringement. Oh, yeah, 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 right. <laughs> do, uh, do a chop and screw version of it. Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so those are those are three trailers. Um, you said you had a bone to pick about the uh, horror like, villain you episode. Michael Myers off way too easy. That's my. Uh, guy. He went up against Jaws. Come on, man. Wait, did he go up? Against- yeah, I think yeah, he's that- made out of pure evil, according to Doctor Loomis. So I don't know how you killed him. Pure- and what is Jaws made out of? Puppy dogs and yeah, he's pure evil. Jaws is one of my faves too. So, but yeah, yeah, it was it was Killed good. Michael, I was like, all right, yeah. okay, killed Michael Myers. All right. Sure did. Sure did. <laughs> okay, so moving on. So on this episode, we talked about Westworld. Yes. Uh, the, half, the first half uh, of Westworld. We talked about Black Mirror Season 3, which Tim and I both gave a good. Uh, we looked at a couple trailers. Wonder Woman, Triple X, Return of Xander Cage, and Beauty and the Beast. As much as I'm looking forward to Wonder Woman, I gotta admit, I'm more excited for Beauty and the Beast. Um, oh, that's fair. Yeah. Because again... It's DC's fault. I have... Yeah. I have so much PTSD with DC movies. Beauty and the Beast, all it took was that song, and I was I was a kid again. It mm-hmm. was perfect. Yeah, yeah and they've, they've got whatever formula down, Pat. Good yep. for them. Um, and then, yeah, as far as yeah, other stuff going on, do you, have, do you have anything coming up? Nothing else really coming up. You know, uh, some movies coming out soon I really mm-hmm. want to see. Fantastic Beast and Where to Find Them. Yep. Passengers... Uh, oh yeah, uh, yeah. Um, you know, Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's going to be jam packed for the next couple months. So just trying to figure out, you know, fences and hidden figures. It's a lot. It's going to be a lot to see. A lot of content. Yeah, uh, and so hidden hidden figures. That one. That's so that bump. We have that screening that's coming that up. Birth of a Nation bump. Yeah, we have a screening yeah. coming up like two months before it gets released, which is crazy. Good for them. So yeah, so there's a lot to see. So yeah. I'll, I'll be in a lot of theaters, a lot of nights. But I'm. This is always a fun time of year. Mm-hmm. Um, this, I, I mean, as fun as it is, like I'm gonna, we're gonna sit through some trash. Yeah. So I'm hoping the trash is at least edible. Mm-hmm. That's all I want. I just want to be able to be like, uh, I ate it, but it wasn't the best. It did not poison like, me. Yeah, I don't want to get stuck in one of those situations. But you know, I continue to hope you guys continue watching films, loving them, enjoying them. Excellent and. Uh, yeah, so you can check out all of Tim's reviews. Uh, he is much better than I am at 
writing reviews for no, almost trash. everything. Because uh, I, I just, I've talked about it before. If I forget to talk about a movie on the podcast, yeah, I totally forget to write about it. So Tim does a much better job at that. Where can people find your awesome writing? At thepeoplescriticblog.com. You can find me there. Mm-hmm. It has links to all my social media. You can find me at yes. The People's Critic on Twitter, C-R-T-I-C. Um, People's Critic on Instagram, Snapchat. Yeah, find me there. I'm easy to find, easy to contact. I don't bite, so feel free to reach out. <laughs> Unless you look like Mr. Fuji. You look like Mr. Fuji. We're not doing that. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that Mr. Fuji much, much love to any people, men or women just, out there who look like Mr. Mr. Fuji. Fuji. Just not Tim's type. With the hat. Not Tim's type. Uh, I still can't believe that happened. Yeah, that is rough. That is just rude. Why yeah. would you do that to it's you? Like, what are, am I the ugly friend and I don't understand it? And I, no one has told me that. Is that what's happening? Uh, Feel free, people. Reach out and let me know if I'm the ugly friend. Just send me a tweet. I won't be hurt. Just mm. be like, yes, Tim. Sorry, Snapchat. You are the ugly friend. Wow. Yeah. Just let me know. Let me know so I can like... Prepare yourself. So I can change my expectations out here in these streets. Fair enough. Uh, As for this podcast, you can find it at Twitter or on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at About To Review. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is on iTunes uh, at About To Review. You can stream the episodes from the website, abouttoreview.com. And it would be awesome if you checked out the new Patreon page. Uh, so patreon.com and in the top search for about to review uh yeah if you want to chuck in a dollar keep the lights on that would be fantastic so for this episode of about to review i have been your host that guy named john and i've been joined by tim hall thank you thanks for having me as always it's a pleasure of course we will see if we can get you up to like 10 fans i just want a couple more fans i want to be rich enough or famous <laughs> enough to have a groupie tale mm. on um on on boss's website to just have someone my exciting night with the people's critic and even if it's all fake mm-hmm. the fact that i'm that famous would mean a lot to me so that would be that would be awesome i think Go all right of us in. Want i want that. a groupie tale groupie tale yeah okay how many groupies that's gotta start we can work on that we yeah. can work on that oh well, no robot groupies <laughs> no robot groupies don't do no bot love ew i'm yeah i feel like will smith and i am robot our robot just he hates robots <laughs> Oh, and the hashtags for this episode. Yeah, we got some hashtags. Uh, is hashtag trust in Musk for Elon Musk <laughs> and hashtag robot right. Robot right. Because pretty sure by the end of this first season, probably some, something is going to happen. Probably this episode this week. Quite possibly. Yeah. Well, cool. So for this episode again, for about to review, thank you for listening. Thank you so much to, for subscribing. I really appreciate it. And we will see you next time.